What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again, the host spotlight, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you. Good. Good to see you. Thank you. My parents were here this weekend, so that's we super had, exciting. Yeah, we had a great weekend. We went up to Top Golf. Uh, it was the first okay. time they yeah. had been, and my husband and I had been, and the kids had all been before. It but makes golf more fun. It was. It um, was a lot of fun. It uh, <laughs> though. Two days later, my back and my neck. <laughs> I like. Burnt? I think it was no. I think it was just aggressive swinging. Mm. It's a lot. It's a lot of our. It's arcade <laughs> golf is a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous game. Usually were they? You just might. Calves and legs that hurt because I'm, yeah. I'm going over all sorts yeah. of different fairways to find my ball. <laughs> walking, walking 20 miles around. That's right. Yeah. Uh, were your parents here at church at all the they weekend? Were? Or? Okay, yes. cool. Yes, awesome. they went down to F3. So it was, it was great. Super cool. He's back with us once again, senior pastor Mark Carey. Marky Mark, how you doing, my friend? Very seniorish. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so here's where I'm at. Uh, I wore black today. And mm-hmm. way too hot for that mess. Hey, I'm very black. It's very hot. Well, you weren't. I guess hot. I was standing outside a little too long, yeah. but so maybe it's very hot. Uh, they're going to be resealing the parking lot, by the way, this week, which is super exciting. The other half of FBC uh, property, the parking lot, because half of it was already half completed. of it was done last yeah, summer, so spring. So yeah, it's it'll exciting. Be the second half now, but nice. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to our listeners and viewers. Let's jump into a Sunday in review. We are so far into Romans. It's so exciting to look back and see just how far we've come. Uh, Romans 14, Alicia, I'll come your way first, and then Pastor Mark will see if there's anything left on the cutting room floor. Hey, so Romans 14, Paul is giving us lots of application Mm -hmm. once again. And um, how do we get along when we have so many differences? How do we not be critical and judgmental towards one another when we think contrary on certain matters? And how do we distinguish those things that are disputable and non-disputable? And once again, Paul is reminding us that um, love is the key theme here. And um, he's giving us instructions on how to love one another, not harm one another, not put stumbling blocks, but rather build up and There's two types of people that he addresses here, the weaker and the stronger, yet both of them can glorify God according to their conscience. Um, So Hmm. it's it's really neat to see, once again, we're addressed with um, loving God and loving others and how that fleshes out. And one thing that stood out to me with this theme of chapter 14 is that as Christians, we have liberty in Christ. And uh, we're called to have charity towards our brothers and sisters in Christ. And while we can be free in Christ, we are, we're also called to be servants toward, towards one another and unto Christ. And so it's, it's a neat picture of both freedom and service that's rooted in love. Which is so cool. Galatians 5, 1, it says that. Mm-hmm. For freedom, stand firm, which is just so cool to me. And it really helps understand spiritually what is happening. For me, this came up a couple months ago on the podcast, but th- this idea, the heading of the, the ABCs of loving those with differing opinions, I think it can be easy 
to live as if I'm loving somebody different than me just because I'm not actively doing something to hate them. But mm-hmm. love is so active. It, mm-hmm. it's, there's a participatory sense to actually demonstrating love, whereas you can be pretty comfortable to just say, I'm not hating them. Mm-hmm. I can see two people hating each other. I'm not involved in that conversation. I'm loving them. Just to, we're focusing on what we're not doing instead of what we ought to be doing. And there's a lot of biblical oughts that come up in Romans 14. And Alicia, I think you noted that we're finally getting to that point where it's application, application, application. And he listed that A, B, C, D, E, and F of yeah. <laughs> loving those Very with good. differing opinions. So for you, Pastor Mark, is there anything to expand on anything that didn't make the pulpit? I mean, what you know? What are some stuff that, that's come up? In- well, both of you mentioned um, that balance between love and, and service, and you mentioned just now Galatians. So Galatians 5, yeah, we stand firm in our liberty, but verse 13 of Galatians 5 reminds us um, that we are not to use that liberty as a means for selfish purposes, but through mm-hmm. love serve one another. And um, he goes on and gives a warning there in verses, I think, 15, 14 and 15, that if you bite and devour one another, you're going to be consumed by one another. And then he starts talking about the flesh and walking by the spirit and the fruit of the spirit and so on and so forth. So the attitude of a servant is, is that attitude that says what, and it's so tied with love because it's, what is it that you need? How can I help you? How can I assist you. You are more important than what my needs are. You mm-hmm. are more valuable than, than, than me. And in that way, Paul said in Romans 14, we're serving Christ. So mm-hmm. there, there's so many things that can divide us. There's just so many issues out there that can um, cause dissension and strife within a church. And you hear it all the time. Uh it it's it saddens your heart when you hear of these mm-hmm. and and I think what Paul is saying <clears throat> one of the things he's emphasizing is that there should be no issue that w- should cause dissension among believers no we can have disagreements mm-hmm. iron sharpening iron mm-hmm. in fact Paul in 1 Corinthians 11 talks about divisions are good in fact that it kind of separates we kind of get an idea where people are standing spiritually right. but if we're walking by the spirit if we are following the law of love that that royal law of love there should be no issue that should cause separation or, or dissension between believers mm-hmm. um and um in those especially in those gray areas it just uh, it it shouldn't be happening it happens all the time obviously it's been happening for 2000 years which is why we have a whole chapter written 2000 years ago it's nothing's new under the sun right and i love i love paul's attitude about this as well because he's not condemning the weaker or the stronger he's he tells us that for for each one, each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the other who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. And so, you know, each is convinced in their own mind why they're doing what they're doing. And that's bringing glory to God. Yeah, right. And so, 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 so like, get so off who, their back. Exactly. I mean, who are they, we to judge in that's that right. way? Let, let's, let, let's accept people. Let's think the best of people mm-hmm. and not the worst. 
And that's what Paul is doing in that passage. Hey, right. look, they're doing this for the Lord. Paul said in, in Philippians uh, chapter one, when he was talking about some people that were preaching Christ with wrong motives. Mm -hmm. Well, he Still said, the okay. Gospels. Yeah. He said, you know, you know, hey, Christ is being preached. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, Jesus said it too. When, hey, John's disciples, that you know, his disciples were concerned about the division between. And Jesus said, look, um, you know, like. Don't don't make that and an something, issue. <laughs> something that comes to mind too with um, how we are interacting with one another and being mindful and um, of our conscience and the conscience of others. And um, I think that it's wise for both the weaker and the stronger to um, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and walk in that humility to also be open to educate our consciences according to Scripture because mm -hmm. we can be so rooted in maybe um, how we were raised or tradition or whatever, just because we've always thought that was the way and maybe we're wrong. Right. And so um, using God's word and um, helpful instruction to educate our conscience, I think is a wise right. <laughs> thing you know, to do. You know, it's interesting. One of the couples in this church, in the Roman church, was a couple named Aquila and Priscilla. Mm-hmm. And uh, isn't it interesting that they, that's what they did. They kind of modeled it to a guy called Apollos who, you know, didn't understand fully and was under kind of the old Testament or the old John the Baptist system. And they, they took him aside and taught the word of the Lord more clearly, instructed him more clearly. And so there's a place for that. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, Paul's not saying, um, let's continue to accept, accept one another and be satisfied where people are at. There's, he's still called some brothers and sisters weaker mm -hmm. in terms of their mm -hmm. understanding right. of grace. Right. Uh, we are to accept them in right. love where they're at, but it doesn't mean that we don't engage or we lovingly mm -hmm. become Aquila and Priscilla and help direct people more clearly into scriptures. Um, but we'll never, we'll never make an impact in people's lives if we're coming with a critical or judgmental or or you know look down our nose at people and that in a judgmental way. And that's what Paul. They, they again. It must have been happening mm -hmm. in the Roman Church, just like it can happen in any church. But um, that that principle of love has to. You were people yeah. aren't going to grow in their Christian faith if they don't feel loved. Exactly, and there's as Christians in our liberty, we can walk freely in that liberty, but at the same time be constrained by love and charity to our brother and sister yeah. in Christ. Yeah, one of the things I, I did. I mentioned, I mean, it was a, the whole chapter, it was quick to go through it in one sermon, but it was a self-contained unit. I just didn't see how to break it up mm -hmm. well. But one thing, and I brought this out right at the end about the sovereignty of God. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that um, came through in Paul's attitude that we can, that, that needs to come across in our attitude as we deal with people, and it can be people, it can be our own children, it can be people are our own spouse or whatever, how we, how we deal with people. You know, Paul makes this comment that, you know, to his own master, he's going to stand or fall and stand he will because the Lord is able to make him stand. Mm -hmm. He talks about the Lordship of Jesus. He, he's the master of us all. There's something sometimes in the heart of, of, of our fallenness uh, in our flesh that, and it, and it can be motivated in right ways. We, we want the best for people, but we get in there and we, can become controlling. We just, and so we, we say those little things or we kind of 
insinuate things and it can be sometimes derogatory or uh, or whatever. And it's like an attempt to control where a person is at. Yeah. And we've got to get out of that mindset. I, I cannot change how my spouse is going to behave or react to things or how my kids are or grandkids or or coworkers or, or whatever. I can share truth and mm-hmm. hope they, they can do it with me. Mm-hmm. They can't... They're not sovereign over my life. It's right. it's so dangerous to act in accordance with the phrase, I have what you need. Yeah. Because right. because God God has that. And, That's right. And, and I think a lot of th- these concepts, these come up in, in youth a lot, when especially when it's application heavy scripture. Because if mm-hmm. if there's a heightened understanding of of we've been saved from something, but not really understand that we've also been saved to something and set free for something. Mm-hmm. Now there's a proper understanding of passages that mention that we we are called to serve in our freedom. And there, there's mm-hmm. it can read as limitations and I don't want to do that. And well, your flesh definitely doesn't want to, but here's what freedom in Christ means and looks like. And as the body of believers, I, I just, as I experience this, we're going to be wrestling with something, all of us. So wrestle with scripture. Right. Well, let's 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 go. God has never lost a wrestling match. Right. We, we right. can go to Him with this, and as we do that with different ideas, and and now it's a there's a biblical correspondence happening. There's conflict resolution that's biblical. There's iron yeah. sharpening iron that's biblical. There's progress right. that's biblical. And, mm-hmm. and and freedom, freedom means that God is sovereign. It, it frees you from having to to force and foist your opinions and try to shape somebody, mm-hmm. whether it's a discipleship, a counseling city, situation, or, or whatever. Yeah, we're not. We're free. Yeah, we're God not manipulators. That's right. <laughs> God is sovereign, and it's not our job to manipulate somebody into thinking the way that we think. That's not our job. Yeah. And uh, once again, I just think that with this whole theme of love, it is the whole theme is about relationship, a relationship with God, relationship with others. And every single day we're, we're faced with decisions on, mm-hmm. and those decisions are going to affect other people. Even if it's in the privacy of our own home, those decisions affect people. And so I think that I, I was thinking questions, you know, about how can I apply this to my life and things that I may say or things that I may do and um, how that affects others. Mm-hmm. And with my relationship with Christ, can I do this or say this before Christ because I'm in relationship with him? And can I do this in his name with a thankful heart? Mm-hmm. Because here they're giving thanks mm-hmm. to God. And then does my behavior bring about what we've been called to with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For you and those around you. And I'm glad Pastor Mark brought out 1 Corinthians 8, 9. But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. And there's mm-hmm. there's a selflessness and a humility to understanding that it isn't just be mindful that you don't get too carried away and you start to experience the consequences of it. Right. Because we reason with – the person mm-hmm. you lied to the most is you. Right. But when we realize that, do you not understand what your actions could be doing to those around you? Mm-hmm. And there's an impact there. And in youth especially, I there are kids in youth that are natural born leaders, but if they're acting the wrong way, they're leading astray. Mm-hmm. And so you really right. want to sit down with these kids and say, do you not see the potential you have for leadership? Right. And people are drawn to you. 
So we're going to cause them to grow or stumble. We're going to represent Christ or represent that something else means more to me than God. And that's Mm -hmm. what our wrestle is. And that verse is so humbling to realize it ain't about me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, I was, I, I threw this too with the whole stumbling thing. I, I had a picture in my mind of just like, um, in our freedom, whether it be eating our T-bone steaks and tossing the the bone, you know, to the path, or if we're having our drink and we're tossing our cans into the road or whatever. And, but that is the stumbling block block for the people on that path. But, and but, but was that maybe a beer can? It was, or well, a Coke actually, can? it was a, <laughs> Just a, a PBR, which I had to, I had, I leaned over and asked my husband, I was like, what is a PBR? I, so, I still don't know what it is. So I, I thought it was actually, a radio station. So he, he told me because he, he's in the know about that stuff. But, and, and so I looked it up because I was like, what is, PBR stand for. And so it's Paps Blue Ribbon. And it's it's (laughs) established in in the the company, the brewing company was established in 1844. (laughs) So I, it's, it was, I was only 10 years old at the time. (laughs) I was going to say, (laughs) bring in some new application. (laughs) All right. Let's get back on the track here. (laughs) Sorry. We're we're causing stumbling. It was those PBR kids. We don't want our brothers and sisters tripping over those cans Mm -hmm. that we're tossing Mm -hmm. in the pathway. And that's going to, you know, be a hindrance to them growing into greater love. For and we Lord. all have Christ in us. We all have what it takes for ministry. And there's going to be somebody ahead of us who can pour into us. And there's going to be somebody behind us who could benefit from from our testimony and what God can do. Right. And you can, you can hear him through what he's doing in other people's lives. Caution, though, is, is um, how, uh, how do you go about with th- those principles without you being so nervous and fearful that mm. there's someone watching, you know, and, mm. and the, because again, freedom in Christ, there's a certain freedom. First uh, uh, Timothy 6, 17, I think it is, it says, God has given us all things richly to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And mm. I think the, the, the pendulum can swing too far the other way so that um, we are so exercised over, you know, mm-hmm. am, under am law. I doing, am I, we put ourselves back under the law. Right, mm-hmm. right. And um, so- Or performing un, like for that person who is just all the legalism and they don't really care anything right, about it. They're right. just like, that's not who Paul's addressing here. Yeah. Somewhere, somehow, again, the principle is, and it was brought a little, little bit in the sermon, but we have to, again- be so in line with him, we walk by the spirit, mm-hmm. we won't carry out the desires of the flesh. And if we are living our lives in that relationship vertically with the Lord, the horizontal things will come in line. Mm-hmm. And when God says, I mean, if, if we're attentive to the Holy Spirit, it's, you know, don't don't go there, don't do that. Yeah. Or it's it's living our lives, not again, in a legalistic checklist, Right. We're, we're not flying a 737 with a checklist. We're, we're living a dynamic Christian life existence mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit, and we got to just follow His lead in these things. Right. Otherwise, it it does get relegated to a legalistic checklist, and now we're living in fear that well, I might be stumbling somebody. So there's there's a balance in that. There's yeah. a ditch on on either side, yeah. and I think we have to be careful of that. Right. When Paul said there in verse. Um, 17, I think this is instructive too. 16, 17, therefore do not let what uh, for you is a good thing be spoken of as evil for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, 
but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I think one of the things he's saying, and again, I didn't bring this out in the sermon, but we we can slip into the mindset that when it says, I think, the kingdom of God, the way God operates in his realm is um, you shouldn't be doing that. Or or you, 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 why are you so, you're free to do that. We, we get, again, caught up with how other people are performing, whether mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly. That's not, it, it, it does not consist of that. It's, it's righteousness, yes, and it's peace, mm-hmm. and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So our greatest um, obligation, uh, because it says, oh, no man, anything, go back to the previous sermon, and it'll, it'll come up in chapter 15 as well. Our greatest obligation is to help other people be in tune with the Holy Spirit, because righteousness, um, uh, peace, and joy are fruit, uh, it's fruit of the Holy Spirit. So somehow in our discipling, uh, in our relational discipleship with people, we have to keep pointing them to that intimate walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because if if all we're doing is pointing them to a list of what they should Mm -hmm. not be doing or should not be afraid of doing, that's not what the kingdom of God consists of. Right. It's walking by the power of the Holy Spirit, out of which will automatically flow righteousness, peace, and joy. And Mm -hmm. that's what defines by the way, if we're doing that and we're exhibiting right living and peace and joy, what a great teacher. I mean, mm-hmm. people are drawn to that. Yeah. And they they're going to ask you what what what's going on in your life that I want that. Mm-hmm. And so many times people the weaker believer, the weaker brother, sister in Christ, they're wanting that and they think by not doing these things or by by doing these disciplines, or not doing these things, uh, you know, the that will trip me up. I will find righteousness, peace, and joy. No, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not where peace and joy comes from. Right. Uh, and so that's part of the definition of weakness. Is it's not knowing fully where righteousness and peace and joy are found. It's found in that intimate relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, yeah. not in this checklist. And of remembering things. how Christ has engaged us. Like he stepped down from heaven, took on flesh, and entered into our world. He has stepped into our space. And we were his enemies, sin, you know, very sinful against him. Um not wanting him, and it's not until he stepped into our space and grabbed a hold of our hearts, our judgmental, wicked, evil hearts, um, and brought us into relationship with him that brings any change. And I think that as we see how Christ has accepted us and Mm -hmm. not only accepted us, but paid the penalty for our sin, how much more can we just extend a kind compassionate heart towards a, bro- a brother and sister. Nothing more motivating than understanding the grace of God. Exactly. The cross, and, the, and it goes back to the gospel. Let's preach ourselves to ourselves the gospel every day, because it's through that understanding, I am fully loved just as I am with all my mishaps and sin and all my imperfections. Nothing, nothing 
will diminish God's love for me because I know that's true because mm-hmm. of the 2,000-year-old historical truth right. of the cross. That then motivates us. And that's what we need to point other people to. If they can get that sense of our acceptance because of the gospel. And like we talked about last week, we we can you know, we've got this robe of righteousness that we're wearing now, and we can see one another through, you know, as clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And, um, you know, James talks about how mercy triumphs over judgment. And um, if we're showing mercy to one another and just charitable uh, giving towards one another, we're not that doesn't leave room for judgment. No. That that's, belongs to the Lord. That's verse one. That's how we accept one another um, uh, who is weak in faith and, and not not passing the judgment. Mm-hmm. That's how we do. We look at each other through the Lordship of Christ. Mm-hmm. He, he loved them. He's their master. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Look at them through the life of the cross and um, it changes yeah. our perspective. Well, and I just appreciate the ability and opportunity to do this on Sunday mornings and go through scripture in such a way that... It promotes a personal Bible study that isn't just an emotional rescue. And for young people, that's the common thread of their devotional life. And I go to God when I hit rock bottom. He is a measure of last resort, not a first response. Mm -hmm. So we need to learn that there is a biblical exercise and we can not just feel better and feel peace that Jesus loves us, but now we have clarity of the mission. Now there's scripture that does address how I ought to interact with other people. And when, when we embrace that and when we study that, and I've seen it in the life of this local church, our, our habits and our attitudes change. Even when we approach God and you, your, your prayer life can pivot away from what can be a wish list for myself and young people. Again, dear Lord, give me this. If you ever heard a little kid pray, dear Lord, give me this, pray for this, pray for this, right? There's an elementary doctrine, but then to understand what we can be praying for who we could be praying for, mm-hmm. and people need saving. God, God, don't come into your prayer life with a wish list. Come with a fish list. People need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we have an opportunity to interact with them and have them look at us and say, what is it about that person mm-hmm. that's different? And that's what's so cool when we come across passages like this Did one. you notice also, though, how Paul in this passage, um, he talks about, you know, be careful for the weaker. Look out for the weaker brother, you who are stronger. But then it, he gives this little kind of backhanded comment in verses 10, 11, and 12 to the stronger. Oh, and by the way, um, you're going to stand before the judge <laughs> yeah. seat of Christ yeah. and have to give an account. And it's yeah. like, yeah. You, by the way, you uh, think you're stronger. That's a little bit of a wake-up call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I love how Paul yeah. weaves in uh, all those uh, those directives. Um, uh, he closed with that, with that kind of bit of a warning, though. Um, in the last verse, verse 23, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats. Um, and it's not talking about eternal salvation. It's not mm-hmm. talking about you, you go, going to hell or anything like that. It means that um, if, if you are in a position, if if you violate your conscience, if, you, if mm-hmm. you're, you're doing something that you, in your own heart, you just don't have, you have not felt comfortable doing but you do it, there is that that load of, of guilt. There's a conscience mm-hmm. sense of guilt and and it can it can ruin people. Mm-hmm. And, and and there's good guilt and there's improper guilt. Right. And I think there's there's, like, a, there's conviction of the Holy Spirit. Right. Where like the Holy Spirit is 
speaking directly to us and like, oh, this is maybe an area where you need to be repenting and yeah. changing. And that's good. That's, that's a good, a good guilt because good he guilt. says whatever yeah. is not done in faith, then it has become sin. sin. It's right. sin for you. Right. So uh, the, the work of the Holy Spirit and that conviction, mm-hmm. um, it, that's, a, that's a good thing. Now, again... Yeah. We shouldn't be content to leave weaker brothers and sisters in where they're at. We need to constantly be teaching grace. We need to constantly be helping people see their identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. We've got to constantly go back to Romans 6, 7, and 8 and these, these teachings uh, that we've, we've seen before in the book of Romans and help people experience the freedom that they have in Christ. Um, and that I think that is just so important to have people around you who are speaking that to you and rather than mm-hmm. recognizing your faults and pointing the, that out, but rather recognizing God's grace in your life. Do you look at your life? Do you see God's mm. hand? Do you see what God's doing? And sometimes we can't, like we're just blind or too consumed with ourselves to see that. But we, when we have brothers and sisters around us, say, look at what God is doing or look at how God's equipped you. It's such an encouragement. And a motivator to, right. I, I can do this. I'm going to keep running the race. And if you go down, which we'll do this weekend in chapter 15, but what you just said is a great segue to next week because chapter 51 and 2 says, now we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses mm-hmm. of those without strength, not just please ourselves. And then verse 2 says, just what you were saying, Alicia, each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good, for his edification. Mm-hmm. And and if you were dealing with someone who's already kind of feeling that load of guilt and and wondering, and and their their Christian existence is one of the checklist and looking over the shoulder, am I pleasing God on this? Maybe I shouldn't be doing that and all that. Somewhere coming alongside them and talking to them about that they are beloved by mm-hmm. God. That it, there's nothing more edifying to be, than being reminded our sins are dealt with. Yeah, He loves us perfectly. And he understands our frame. We are weak. We are dust. And, and he loves us eternally. Mm-hmm. And so, come on now, let's, let me help you. Mm-hmm. Let me pick, help carry. And it's, that's the idea. Let, let me help carry you along because mm-hmm. we're in this together. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what the body life should look like. That's what a church should look like. And just real quickly, I, I will say this, that th- these are... Romans 14, as we've said, is talking about some of those gray areas and, and those non-essentials. I, I'm not saying that there, there might be situations in the church that you're attending, whether it's Fellowship Bible Church or some other church you're attending, that you 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 do run across some doctrinal things that you just feel you like... You can't compromise. I, I, I just feel like I, I can't <laughs> compromise on this. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a strong teaching for you and your church here, but I, I can't... It, it, look, the body of Christ is bigger than your little local body of Christ, and mm-hmm. and it's it's perfectly fine to to uh, to fellowship with a another body of believers that you might be in line in. Mm-hmm. Just don't leave a church over petty stuff because mm-hmm. that is sin. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is sin, and that mm-hmm. is what God uh, does not uh, take kindly to. Right. Um, so yeah. anyway, mm. yeah, mm. and the, those essential things, God addresses in his word. And that's where we can find those answers and those non-essential where we have freedom. And, um, you know, that's, 
that's where the Holy Spirit gives us freedom, yeah. <laughs> like to to navigate those yeah. waters. So yes. do it in love if you disagree in those exactly. areas. Do it in love. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to say, you know, I, I don't want to deal with them. Here's how they parent, or here here's their household policy on dating, or here's what they say about video games and their age and do this. There's their philosophy on this. But if we define people the way Christ does. We're, we're saying they're not worth dealing with. Christ says they're worth mm. dying for, mm -hmm. and we're yeah. called to live alongside them. So that's love. Yeah. Yep, that's love. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, I'll just go ahead and just push everybody to the latest Fellowship Family Podcast. So if you are not subscribed to Fellowship Bible Church on YouTube, there's a, a blue logo, the Fellowship Family Podcast. We talked about all the announcements, all the upcoming events. Uh, if you want to uh, watch or listen to that or find us at fbcva.life. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.